Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 26, The Man Who Killed Batman and Mudslide with Caitlin Purdy. Hi, chums. It's uh, another another really good week, actually. Yeah, another man. week of excellent episodes, and uh, Caitlin's joining us for the first time, which is exciting. Hey, Welcome. Thank you. Glad to have you on. Mm-hmm. Caitlin started as a sort of novelty guest when we were covering Voyager on the Star Trek show because <laughs> she is the world's most uh, renowned uh, Seven of Nine enthusiast. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then renowned. she stuck around for the rest of Star Trek and it's like, ah, what the hell? Let's let's yeah. just keep rolling. What, whatever we're doing, you just you, you come along for it. How let's about that? Let's watch some stories together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, you're now uh, very much a podcaster in your own right. So, I am. Uh, yeah. In fact, we usually do the plugs at the end of the show, but why not Why not do them now? You and our friend Bob are up to something very exciting now. We are. Uh, yeah, we're making a podcast about Xena, the most badass bitch in the world. And I mean, Fuck I'm a badass is. bitch, so why would I not talk about the most well, badass you're, bitch you're in the world? You're the most so. badass, like, uh, non-fictional bitch. <laughs> she was the badass that. bitch of ancient times. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes, Roman that's true. Times? Right. Uh, so what is the show called and how can we find it? Um, it is called Just Gals Being Pals. And that's a really good question. <laughs> Let me look real quick. We actually had to change our Very well. We had to change our Twitter name because I don't know, Twitter hates us. They like Yeah, that happens. Twitter uh-huh. yeah. randomly decides they love and hate the wrong people. Yeah, they were like, You guys are like blocked and banned because we think you're just wow. like ruining some copyright bullshit. Like they were mm. they wanted to fuck with us. Nazis are still there though, so that's fun. Yeah, uh-huh. they were. They so what? Were what dead. you need to say is, please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun, and then they can't do anything. Yeah, that's that like, covers all your bases, right yeah, there. Yeah, pretty much. It's like crossing your fingers. You're, you're yeah. pretty much covered. Exactly. But we're. Um, let's see. It's at Zena Pals. There we go. At Zena ah, Pals. Zena well. is Excellent. spelled with an X. For mm-hmm. you, friends. As as it traditionally is. Traditionally sure. spelled. Xena with an X. Um, yes. And then Bob is super techno savvy and he made a website mm-hmm. too called Just Gals Being Pals, which is the name of mm-hmm. our website um, and podcast. Excellent. So mm-hmm. he's, Very the, exciting. he's the editor. He's the techno man. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. show up and drink and talk about Xena. But that's how I work on our show. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> good... so you're, you're the mat of this. Relationship. <laughs> I am the mat of this relationship and mm-hmm. it works really well for me. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't have two owls and you can't have two mats. You got to have yeah. one of each. No. That's how yeah. it works. I, I keep being like, I could help. Mm hmm. But I'm not going uh, Matt, to. Matt, I don't think has ever said that in 11 years. Yeah. I mean, maybe in the first year when I was still nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You say it because you're like, it's really it. What it means is, I empathize for the fact that you're doing that. Yeah, but no, I'm not. I'm Canadian to do and that. I'm polite, and I should be saying something. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I c- I could help, but I am unwilling to do so. Matt has two jobs, and that's show up and look pretty, and he <laughs> does them well. So, <laughs> oh, you think I'm pretty? Of course I do. So Come pretty. On. You're so pretty. Eleven Matt. years, and you have beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. That's true. Them curls. Those curls. Mm-hmm. All right, so as are it we, happens, are we done talking about how gorgeous I am? No, I, I don't know. Never. We, we could do it more, but I feel like you're probably uncomfortable because <laughs> no, I need this right now. It's been a tough couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had your curls. 
So yeah. I have yes. this boring, flat, straight, just straw bullshit hair. Now, see, that's what I've got right now because, like, the heat. Oh. I had to hack it all off. Summer's a bunch see, of bullshit. I yeah. have hacked nothing for eight months. <gasps> oh, my so God. So I literally just broke a headset that I used to talk to my boss on my work computer. You broke it with your hair? It can't handle my head. It's too, like, it, my hair has made my head too big, and the head, the headband part just snapped. I really, I want to sure see you your would hair. Look lovely with long hair. Yeah, I know. I bet it's gorgeous. I had tried to grow my hair long before, and it looked terrible, but now I have Amanda sort mm-hmm. of shepherding it, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. you have, a, you have a stylist. It's too thick, but other than that, like, mm-hmm. the length is, is looking very good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's talk some Batman. <laughs> oh, right, that. Yeah, that. Oh, Batman. Um, well, he so likes to a, look good too. So he, of course, he does. I mean, he's you know not a not a cape out of place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as it happens, we have covered this episode before. This yes. first one, uh, last year when uh, Matt and I had reviewed the entirety of Star Trek to that point, which which we have done by the way. We're the only podcast to have done that. Only podcast. That's why we're here because we ran out of Star Trek. Yeah. Um. We were kind of waiting because we knew there's a Picard show coming. There was another season of Discovery coming. So we're like, uh, what will we do while we wait? Uh, let's just pick some shows and watch those. And yeah. this was one of the shows we picked. And we, because this was a shorter show, we said, okay, we'll do two of these. Uh, Matt picked one and I picked one. Mm-hmm. And this is the one he picked. Because Why did you pick it? I'm, I'm sure I asked you at the time. But I, I forget now. It was one that I remembered. I really wanted one with the Joker in it because mm-hmm. like. Yeah, of course. You know. If at the time I didn't know we were going to be doing this show, so I figured. No, it was I went a good back to talk about the Joker. I went back and looked at my old notes to make sure I wasn't uh, repeating myself, and I wasn't. And the only note of interest there was, uh, if we ever do that podcast, it's going to be called "Kids Love Batman." And indeed, it was. <laughs> yes, we've been talking about that for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is why Caitlin uh, gets this one to summarize. Sorry, you don't get to to pick one with like a i don't know a badass bitch or something you just, you, <laughs> this is the, the luck of the draw because we've already covered this one so i'm okay why don't you it. please tell us about the man who killed batman the man who killed batman is coincidentally kind of a badass bitch but in a different mm-hmm. way in, in a, a way in a different way mm-hmm. <clears throat> well the man who killed batman here we go batman hath been slain We know this because it's in the newspaper, trampled during the gorgeous opening scene as Sidney Debris runs through the rain, traffic, and dark streets to the steps of Mr. Thorne. He stumbles into Thorne's hanging-out-and-looking-ominous room and (laughs) proceeds to mumble and drip all over before fumbling into his tale of woe, asking for Thorne's help. His story begins with some kind of drug deal business that Sidney tries to get in on. But he sucks at crime, so Sidney the Squid is born. And so begins his short and dramatic life of crime. While Sid the Squid is playing hand puppets on the roof of his lookout position, Batman shows up. The Squid has a series of unfortunate events that results in Batman falling into an explosion of gas immediately after saving Sid. After saving Sid. Leaving Sid holding a shred of Batman's cape. Everyone at the job assumes Sid the Squid killed Batman and his Instagram followers skyrocket. (laughs) While Sid and his new buddies party too hard, they get arrested and end up in the slammer together. Luckily, Harley Quinn shows up in a suit and busts out Sid before the cops find out that he's Batman's killer. 
The Joker busted Sid out just to find out more about this dead Batman bullshit because he is pissed about it. The Joker shows his true love for Batman in this episode as he raves about how crime is no fun anymore and stealing shit is pointless without the Batman to try and stop him. Somehow, Sid survives the Joker and crawls his way to Thorne, asking for help to get him out of Gotham. Naturally, Thorne does not believe the story. He thinks that Sid the Squid is actually a dangerous gangster and he's not just the accident-prone and unlucky schmuck. Just as Thorne whips out a gun to kill Sid, Batman shows up and beats the crap out of him while spouting off one-liners. <laughs> Turns out Batman was fine after the explosion, and he just wanted to tail Sid to find out what the fuck was going on with the drugs and gave zero shits about Gotham thinking he was dead. Sid learns that in prison he's actually pretty popular after all of this, so he's pretty happy to go to the slammer for his crimes. The end. I... I really enjoyed this one, like even yeah. more than when we covered it a year ago. I think in the context of the series, I don't know why it just it worked better for me. Like also, I liked it then, but I liked it even more now. Caitlin, your your noir narrator voice is on point. <laughs> yes, that is that is very very good. Just needs a a tiny bit of reverb and like some some soft rain in the background. Ooh. Otherwise, spot on. Uh huh. The soft rain mm -hmm. that was in the episode that looked so yes. good. Apparently, soft rain that hits the ground like bricks hitting bullets. <laughs> the rain rained rainily in the rain <laughs> as it rained. Well, I smoked my cigarette. Of course. Which Smokily. is completely normal and legal. Uh-huh. So legal indoors. Yep. Um, so, I, there's a lot to talk about with this one still, like, even though we've already talked about it. Yeah. Um, so when we talked about this a year ago, Matt, you and mm. I talked about Rupert Thorne being this huge uh, uh, presence in the series. And now yeah. as we reach the halfway point, this is what, his second appearance? Second or third appearance. I remember him being such a huge part of this show. And now that I'm thinking about it, I might be thinking about the Kingpin in the Spider-Man cartoon. <laughs> Could be. Oh, how dare you compare these two cartoons? I know, right? I remember, nothing alike. I remember him a lot, too, but I wonder if it's just because he's memorable and not because he was really present the whole time. Well, he's he's got a good voice. Mm -hmm. Like, he's got a definite sort of unique style about him. He was in the movie, yeah. so yeah. maybe maybe that's why. He's got, as far as regular gangster guys go, and those guys mm -hmm. can get super generic in this show because we yeah. see them so often. He stands out really well. He's got a good presence. He's got yeah. a good look to him. You know? No, like I said, he's got a sense of style that's that's mm -hmm. very unique to him. And I don't know what it is, but I do enjoy watching Batman beat the shit out of him. Oh, mm -hmm. my God. Yeah. And like the way his chubby face kind of falls down on the desk at the very end mm -hmm. and it kind of smooshes mm -hmm. his cheek and his chubby lips up. I love his mm -hmm. lips. They're very full and smoochy. But like it, <laughs> it pushes up his cheek and his lips and it's just really funny. It's like, oh, you are out cold, buddy. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love it. It's good. That guy, that this guy's going to remember Batman punched him in the face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's just going to piss him off and he's just going to send more guys for him. Yep. I don't like I don't remember how many more appearances he has. Like, I know he's in Mask of the Phantasm, but I assume yeah. he, he must come back at least. Once We're at the, the halfway point, so I'm sure he comes back at least a, one or two more times. He probably will not come back in the new Batman adventures, though. Yeah, that that's, just you're probably right about that. Feels like more sort of science supervillains at that point. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong, though. I don't remember. Um. But it was cool seeing him, and it was cool, like, 
sort of reestablishing, oh yeah, this guy's sort of like the kingpin, like the the godfather, like yeah. the head the head guy cuz like Sid needs help and that's who he goes to. <laughs> yeah, and he even she- says like I was like I don't know who you are basically, but like I was asking yeah. For someone to send me to the headest of the head honchos, mm-hmm. to, to whoever mm-hmm. could get the most powerful person who could get me out of Gotham. Yep, you're the biggest and... drug dealer in the entire city, which is made up almost entirely of drug dealers. <laughs> Surely you can keep me safe. Mm, Surely... The city's made up of criminals, but I feel like they're criminals of a lot of different flavors. Right. Like there's mm. there's other drug guys, but there's a lot of other stuff too. Mm. I they think. got the gun runners. They got the jewelry thieves. Ra- yeah. Racketeering is a huge deal in Gotham. Oh yeah. Yeah, and. It's it's a kid's cartoon, so they can't talk about, like, the sex workers, but that's mm-hmm. definitely a thing. Oh, we've seen that. As much as they can show it, yes. Exactly, but we have seen it. We've seen and the Goyles. The, you know, the Goyles. Endless, the endless uh, abductions from the zoo. That just, that's <laughs> constant and nonstop. Seriously, Caitlin, we ran into, like, a seven-episode stretch where we were at the zoo every single time. It the zoo is a dangerous uh-huh. place. I guess so. It I, is if you're an animal. You're going to get kidnapped and turned into a human. I mean, it's it's jail for animals already, Matt. You know that, right? It's not yeah. it's not fun for them. It's jail. No, I know. I've met Hobbs. Okay. Have you? Yeah. Because every Once time I twice. look, he's just a stuffed tiger. Well, that's your problem. You have no imagination. I guess that's true. That's what people the, often I, say about me. I have the brain of a small child. Yeah, that feels it, about right. In a jar on my desk. <laughs> I've been pretending my stuffed animals were my friends for many years. All right. <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. Um. So this is, as as Caitlin mentioned and, and Matt alluded to, mm-hmm. uh, a, a Joker-heavy episode as well. Yeah. Which is fantastic. I would say we've talked about how the Joker's not quite there. The tone's not quite right. Harley's there, but she's not there. This is fully formed. Like, those two are Joker and Harley that we completely remember. And from this point forward, they will just be yeah, like this. This this Joker and Harley is perfect. This is chef kiss good. Like, just, yeah, mm, that's exactly. the stuff I'm here for. No, and I don't think they ever lose it. There might be, like, a dud episode here or there. But, like, uh, th- they're pretty much like this up until their last appearance, mm. so. They also, uh, I was talking, we were talking about this in the episode, Joker gets very Warner Brothers cartoony in this episode, Mm -hmm. like, like, and it really works for him. Well, he also gets more hostile and violent, and I think that's the secret to making the Joker work is the scarier he gets, the funnier he has to get at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you can't dial one up without also dialing the other up, or it just doesn't work. But just like the way he's he, he, like he's flying around the room, like his mouth, his face is doing like this bizarre like Jim Carrey style stuff, and also mm-hmm. he's terrifying. Yeah, he is. You yeah, know? his emotions get like so big that you're like, yeah. I'm well, uncomfortable. <laughs> actually, this I think would be a good place for your, your quote, Caitlin, which uh. is the sort of eulogy. Yeah, like the mm-hmm. the the whole speech that he has. Yes, and he goes to... from he goes from like mild anger to just yeah. like I'm gonna explode out of my skin with Yeah, so rage. let's let's hear that. The cowardly, insignificant Garneth who probably got lucky when Batman slipped on the slime trail this loser left behind him. This mound of diseased hyena filth who's not fit to lick the dirt from my spats! But I digress. The time for sorrow has passed. 
It's time to look ahead to a future filled with smiles. And I'll be smiling again, just as soon as we take that man there, and slap him in that box there, and roll it into that vat of acid there. So good. And mm -hmm. so the bit where, like, he's, he's completely unhinged, and then he just, on a dime, turns and says, who wants Chinese? Like... Apparently that's Mark Hamill said that's when he completely found the character like he he did a pretty good job to this point but he's like sure. oh oh those wild mood swings that's the Joker I get that, it now yeah that's when he became like the best guy to play the Joker yeah like he's been pretty great up to this point mm -hmm. but but you can definitely sort of see the like the it fell into place for him he's like oh oh okay I get it now all right it's yeah, so much fun to listen to as well because yeah. like like if he was just one side of that spectrum you would like take it such a different way but because he flips back and forth to those like opposite ends of the spectrum it just it yeah, gives such exactly. a different light to no if he was if, if he, he was says. just funny you wouldn't be scared of him and if he was just scary you'd just think oh this is some psycho creep right well, that's, right that's the that's the appeal is just like you can't you you you're never on on you're never on two feet with this guy like the second yeah. you think you've got him figured out he's doing something else yeah like, and if he pulls a gun on you, it could be a flower that comes out of it and squirts you in the nose, <laughs> or it could or, be a bullet. Or some acid, or, or just a bullet. Who or, knows? like, a bomb that blows up everybody in the friggin' building. Like, he's just mm -hmm. so out of control. I, yeah, I love that. There is a moment where he very clearly feeds one of his henchmen to the hyenas, <laughs> yeah. and the guy's torn to pieces and dead. We mm -hmm. see him alive in the next scene, but... As we say all the time, Matt and I have to read between the lines. He, yeah. That guy got eaten. That's a different yeah. guy that looks like him. Right. It's for the children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because this episode is very kid-friendly. Although, I notice you both say you remember this from from when you were little. Oh, yeah. So, mm -hmm. maybe it is a good kid episode. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but this one, like, this was a very distinctive one. This is why I picked, one of the reasons I picked it when we did it the first time. Mm -hmm. Like, it just stands out to me. And I... I don't know what it is i think we talked about this during the episode i think it's that sid is just so appealing yeah well and that's that's my good thing mm -hmm. is he's really kind of a lovable guy like uh he's voiced by matt frewer the guy who mm -hmm. did uh max headroom and uh one of my favorite one-off guys in star trek the next generation berlinghoff rasmussen <laughs> um which is name. just one of those dumb names i will never forget for the rest yep. of my damn life uh, but no he's just he's this fantastic usually character actor but he's He's got this great presence and this voice that's just mm -hmm. sort of, you know, it's it's delightful. He voiced the Pink Panther in the very ill-conceived relaunch of the Pink Panther when he spoke. Oh my God, that's right. But also, he's he's very good. And through a combination of his performing and the writing and the animation, we definitely got the A team on this one. He walks this careful line between a pathetic sad sack and this re reprehensible criminal. He's neither of those, but yeah, like. At the same time, it's like, oh, maybe he did kill Batman. No, he didn't. Yeah. Like, he's not a he's he's not there just to be laughed at. But he's it's it's like the Joker thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's a good it's a hard line to walk, and they do it. And I just I just want to give the guy a hug. It just, I just feel so bad for him. You know, I I love the idea of the guy who is like super into the mob lifestyle. Like it's like it's that it's that like it's far back as I can remember. I wanted yeah. to be a gangster thing. But he's so bad at it. Well, this is like the Sopranos did this with every single guy under 40 on that mm -hmm. show. Just like the young punks coming up but didn't want to do the work kind of thing. Yeah. 
And yeah, he's he's not that, but he's just well, yeah, he's not it, suited it, to this life. It feels like he wants to do the work, but like he's just he's so bad at it. And like his he's got such terrible luck that mm-hmm. all you're do you just want to root for the guy. Right. Well, you feel bad Caitlin, for him because he's just mm-hmm. like Caitlin, you pointed out at one point he's talking about his parole officer. I know. His, oh, God. His parole officer's in jail. Yeah, that is such a good comedy line. <laughs> but and you feel so bad for the guy. You're just like he's like the person who's supposed to help me is in jail. Yeah, who's and he's like help his them? mom doesn't even call him anymore. So... Aw, mm-hmm. buddy. My, my mom mm-hmm. doesn't even talk to me anymore, and my parole officer's in jail. <laughs> yep, he's very good. Mm-hmm. And just the shot, the shots of him with his sad like slanty like shoulders like he's just he's got like such a weird silhouette you know that like mm-hmm. that thing where like like a good anime like a good cartoon character has a unique silhouette he has such yep. a unique silhouette yeah you could you could just see his outline and know who he is and what he's about i just i i love the, the scene where batman's beating the shit out of rupert thorne almost around him mm-hmm. and he's just sort of standing there like oh geez it's mm-hmm. great yep he actually, I don't know if either of you are going to know this reference or most of our listeners, but he reminded me of Penfold from uh, Danger Mouse. Oh, God. This, this little hamster gerbil guy that followed Danger Mouse around. But uh, it, it it was bugging me for the longest. Like, who does he look like? Who does he look like? Oh, of course, the little chubby hamster guy. <laughs> I just love his little blinky, well, they're big, actually, his like, blinky eyes behind mm-hmm. his glasses. Mm-hmm. They do that thing where, like, the glasses are his face, you know, yep. and they, like, take up the whole kind of cartoon. Yeah, he's got the Millhouse thing going yeah, on. Yeah, it's so cute. Well, yep. the, 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 the title card for this episode is so good and so memorable. Mm-hmm. That is yep. what jogged my memory. Like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. I remember this oh, episode. This <laughs> and, that, yeah, there was a bunch of times where just, like, iconic um, images were just, like, taking me back to my... Mm. Mm-hmm. my childhood i really remember coming home from school um and watching this show and oh just... you people are so young oh. yeah that's how we watched it dude like, yeah I it was know. on at like I... like 3 30 3 30 or 4 yeah yeah it was on at four and then gargoyles was on at 4 30 because i would come mm-hmm. home from work and i would get on the exercise bike for an hour and yeah. i would watch batman and gargoyles yeah <laughs> I no, was, it was like 20 <clears throat> no for us it was it was like four it was like four something else followed it or no, it was four thirty, and that roll it rolled into five when The Simpsons started, and my mom made mm-hmm. dinner. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I know it was on before five because five was when like my parents took over the TV, and it was like news mm. and boring shit time. Yeah, grown up stuff. Yeah, between like three thirty right. and five is when we had the TV. That's mm-hmm. Willie's time. Yeah, it's time for Wishbone <laughs> and Batman. Hell so, yeah! So we already pretty much talked about both your good things, but let's mm-hmm. go into it a little more. Just that whole uh, funeral sequence. Uh, Caitlin, you go first. Mm. I love the Joker's tantrum. So his his fake mm-hmm. funeral that he has for Batman with Harley crying uncontrollably. So good. It's just so good. It's silly and it's fun. And it's like the Joker trying to be evil, but actually he just has a strange love affair with his nemephis, nemesis. Mm-hmm. And like, even though I picked this as my good thing, I like looked down and saw that it was Matt's good thing. And I was like, fuck it. Like, that's still my yeah. good thing. But like, I just can't get over how fun it is to watch mm-hmm. the joker who like we've seen in all kinds of different mediums yeah um you know like go through this thing that like we like we fucking know no matter how scary they try to make the joker 
in live action movies, we know he's in love with the Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's, he's madly in love with him. And so oh, it's, Matt, you get Matt, to see it, it. Was it your theory that he like is in love with Batman, but is also asexual? That was that's my that's my head cannon. Ah, right. Yeah, I, I thought that was with, you, He's yeah. in love with Batman, but like I also but doesn't want to fuck him because he doesn't fuck anybody. Yeah, I well, I always had trouble buying the Joker as like like whenever they have any romance stuff with Harley, it makes no sense to me. No, my, in fact, my... in in uh, uh, Return of the Joker, Batman Beyond, uh, there's a brief bit where they talk about wanting to have a kid, and he goes, uh, but. Trying to have a kid. Blech. Yeah. Like, he pretty much straight up says, I don't want to have sex. Gross. No, the, the, the way I've always viewed the Joker is that he believes that there are two people in the in the world. It's him and Batman, and everything else is just right. props he can use to get at Batman. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and his, uh, his relationships are all about control anyway. They're not about... Mm-hmm anything yeah. else so like his whole relationship with car with harley is about control his relationship with batman oh, yeah. is about control we haven't seen him ever have a relationship that wasn't control based well i mean you know he is insane but yes yeah. fair point that's true I, guess aren't we all... to get, I mean if you want to get into it there's that the there's this wife and killing joke which like well yeah but <clears throat> i don't think that's part of this no here he's apparently Jack Nicholson Joker because his I name is guess... Jack Napier. It's so weird thinking that that like Jack Nicholson does a good Joker, but like it's no not that movie this was Joker. fine, but yeah, no, they're very different characters. Also, mm-hmm. that guy clearly died at the end of that movie. Yeah, he fell off. The, a, Batman threw him off a giant building. Yeah, murdering Batman mm-hmm. murdered him. Well, that wasn't the, even the first murder in that movie. No, no, no. That's what I. That's why. That's how he got the nickname "Murdering Batman." <laughs> Here comes old murdering Bruce. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's uh, uh, there's some good Harley stuff in here, but there's definitely some full on like not read between the lines, but straight up physical abuse. Like he throws her across a room at one point. Yeah, basically it's like rough. The, like he comes this like he doesn't backhand her, but it's bas- it's treated like he is. I don't think we see the actual impact. I think. We hear the noise and we see her flying. Well, he kind of sho- like shoves her, basically. Ah, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, he like dramatically shoves her across the room. And then she like flies off and then it kind of lands on mm-hmm. her hands and knees. Yeah, but with, like with like the, the jewelry everywhere, yeah. and she's like, a, no, "Yeah, because they're no doing problemo. a and then they're I doing a job." Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> well, no problemo is a is a slang expression. It doesn't <laughs> like it's not really Spanish so much as just no problem with an O at the end. Yeah, but it's like a thing white people say. Well, yeah. yeah. Who's whiter than white. two people who paint their skin white? I guess that's true. No eye or... problema. No eye problema. Yes. Come on, guys. Come on. Um, What was your bad thing, Caitlin? Because it kind of ties into all this. It does. The Joker looks fucking weird. <laughs> um, that's, okay. That's like really all I have as far as bad things for this episode because it's so fucking good. But <laughs> I mean, other than him throwing Harley across the room. But I think that yeah. like anytime I mean, women are treated violently, I'm going to be like, yeah. bad thing. I mean, um, that's bad, but it's not like it's not in character. Right. It is not that it's not in character and like that happens in every story ever. Where they just, you know, women get beat up. So the no, Joker, my, my my bad thing for the episode is the Joker looking weird. And I think we talked about it's like it's I, I didn't know what it was at first because I was just like something's weird. But it's the black well, this, around his eyes that's new. Yeah, this gets into Matt's bad thing, which is kind of more specific. He's yeah. got like he's got like a weird darkness around his eyes like it feels like it's supposed to be shading but like it's like um it's like a football player mm-hmm. 
Like yes, the, yes, the, those dark you. circles. Yeah. 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 It like like it looks like he's wearing a domino mask half the time. Yeah, but it's I like it. It's I like, like a smoky looks. eye if you mm-hmm. didn't do your actual eyelid. Because that's what bothers me about it, is it's 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 all blinks, black around white. well it's like all black around his eye but then his actual eyelid is normal mm-hmm. colored like his weird white color so like it's it's not even a good smoky eye it's not a fucking <laughs> eye mask like what the fuck is on your eyes joker See, I, I don't think i don't get it i think i think it's modeled after like a playing card joker like i think mm. it looks like that same kind of design that gets you that weird looking king queen and jack like i think it's just some kind of you know, weird ass style choice. I don't know. I, I like the way it looks. It, it, it feels like they're trying to do like a sunken eye effect and it's just sort of not quite there. It disappears in one shot though. And mm-hmm. he looks weird. I like, mean, that's true. He looks better with it. I would say, I think like, I would, at one point, Oh, go ahead. I would dislike it less if it just like was more consistent over the area. I don't know. It just something about yeah, it no, looks like it. some kind of crazy, like um, cartoon uh, bank robber mask. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. It, it 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 feels like it looked like it's one of those things that looks good when you're doing like the ske- the preliminary sketches, but like when the actual animator has to animate it, it, it like it, you can't consistently make it look right. I guess so. I don't know. Like I said, it disappeared in one shot and it looked mm. really off to me. But then you pointed out at one point like his lipstick disappears and that oh. looked really <laughs> fucking weird too. Yeah. Well, then he just looks like a guy wearing white makeup. It's just like yeah. oh. Well, then he looks like Jack Nicholson in half of that movie where he didn't mm-hmm. want to wear a lot of the makeup. Yeah. And like part of the time his because as his face changes, you know, it does dramatic things. So like sometimes it's connected mm-hmm. between his eyes and sometimes it's not connected between his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, also different I handle animators it. handle different poses and mm-hmm. different, you That's know, true. angles and stuff. So like some of them might have interpreted it differently. Mm-hmm. I just like, oh, they're supposed to connect. No, they're not. I just want a better smoky eye. Somebody needs to mm-hmm. really just teach them how to do good smoky eye. I mean, he should watch the YouTube videos. There's I know. Plenty There's plenty of YouTubes yeah. out there that will teach you. Um, Mal's got them freaking bookmarked, I bet now, you. Now, oh, yeah. He, he's got the frozen grin on his face, but do you think he still does that weird thing with his mouth when he puts mascara on, you know, where your mouth kind of goes, whoa. I guarantee you can't it. Avoid, you you can't, can't avoid doing that. It's you, like a reflex action. Yeah, you can't put on mascara without making weird faces. It's impossible. Yeah. I've yep. it's, I've scientific, scientifically tested this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my bad thing, I don't mm-hmm. really dig for this because it's a great this episode. This episode rules. <laughs> it's so much there fun. Is, this is the nitpickiest of nitpicky things. There is a sound effect that's used in every single show ever, and I hate it. It <laughs> sounds like a small piece of ceramic breaking. Mm-hmm. And not only is it not very effective... Oh no, Batman's cracking skulls and my favorite coffee mug. <laughs> but again, it's used in everything and this show should know better. <laughs> it's just this little tinkle and it's just, ugh. I, I, nope. The thing is, you're describing it and I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, of course you do because it's uh-huh. in everything. Yeah. It's like that goddamn door that every show uses. Ugh, I hate it. <laughs> I love you as passionate sound guy, by the way. I don't think I tell you that enough. <laughs> oh, thank you. And you're very pretty. Aw. And I love your hair. <laughs> Aw. Uh, okay, we should probably episode. we should probably wrap things up on this episode soon. Um, uh, I did want to mention again the drugs, mm-hmm. just because that drugs. delights me. Yeah, but they say it a lot. Like they're not allowed to say cocaine or heroin or whatever, but they sure. they make up for it by saying drugs constantly. Mm-hmm. Like you never know forget drugs. for even a moment that that Rupert Thorne does like sells drugs. Uh huh. Like he's a bad dude, kids. Watch out for those drugs. drugs. Mm-hmm. You don't know because otherwise look he looks like. like 
kind of a fancy rich older gentleman. Why would yep. why would we be scared of him? Well, because mm-hmm. drugs. Because of drugs. Right. And you know by those pouty lips that he has. Mm-hmm. It's the drugs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He, well, you think he's like, uh, his drug of choice is... Um, Botox. Uh, what do you call? Botox. Uh, uh, what do you the, the the shit the fat that you inject in your lips? I can't think of what what it's called. Collagen, Botox, right? Yeah, collagen. collagen. Yeah, Thank right. you. Yeah. Yeah, That's I don't know what the difference is, but mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody could tell us. Somebody on the internet knows what the difference is. Well, collagen is like fat that you put in your lips, whereas Botox is actually giving yourself botulism. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. Something like that. Yeah, something Ugh. something about. One being gross human flesh and one mm-hmm. being yeah. gross cow flesh. Yeah, but it's like literally like a disease, like an old disease that we've long since cured. But you <laughs> give yourself just a little of it. I'm not even kidding. That's real. No, I believe you. Like yeah. People it's terrible. are weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. We got anything else about this one? I don't want to. Uh, I just want to take short. one second to talk about the filthiest joke in this entire episode. And oh, the yes. Yes. The subpoena. Uh, Oh mm-hmm. my God! So Harley shows up at the jail to uh, to uh, uh, as, in uh, disguise as Harleen Quinzel, which is her real name. Uh huh. First appearance of her real name, as far as I can tell. Yeah, it is. And I like, looked it up. She talks to Bullock basically, and he's like, "Ain't I seen you around here before?" And she goes, "I think I gave you a subpoena once." And then she walks away, and then she comes back. It was a small subpoena. It was a very small subpoena. And first of all, that's filthy yep you daddy daddy girl because she she emphasizes the peen in there too just mm-hmm. a little bit so you're you're very clear that uh, oh they meant to do that and secondly i've seen that, said this a million times i'll say it a million more times arlene sorkin is a genius yes she's very very good she is so fucking funny mm-hmm like, also, let's real quick talk about Bullock actually being a little broken up by the fact that Batman might be oh, dead. Yeah, I that can't was kind of a da surprise. Bat- I can't believe the Batman is dead. I mean, I Commish gave him a hard time as recently as last week, but uh... and by a hard time, I mean I tried to shoot him in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think of as a hard time. Mm-hmm. It kind of like it throws up to the Joker too, being so heartbroken that that the Batman's yeah. gone. Like. It, it, I think that for a lot of these people, like the upset of the status quo is mm-hmm. more difficult yep. than actually winning. Like they'd rather mm. the rather just have things stay the way they are than actually like win. That's well, pretty deep. I always really like that with the Joker just as like, I don't have any reason to commit crimes if Batman's not here. Yeah, it's no. not fun anymore. Yeah, you know, I'm not actually trying to kill him, right? This is just a dance we do forever. Yeah. Like, I've got money. I'm fine. Plus, I could murder him and everyone mm-hmm. else if I really wanted to. I got yeah. access to a lot of poison and explosives, and that's yeah. not what it's about, man. It's about it's... control and power yeah. and chaos mm-hmm. and fear and mm-hmm. all these things yep. that are not related to... And fish. And fish. Yes. You, missed, you missed that one, but mm-hmm. fish. Like, personalized vi- vanity fish. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you, all right. Have you, have, you guys seen, um, have you guys seen the Lego Batman movie? Yeah, no. I have. <laughs> because if you want to watch, if you want to watch something that's about the weird relationship between Batman and the Joker, that movie nails it. Hmm. Somehow I who watched play, that at the who gym. Who plays the Joker in those? Uh, that I, I think it's Zach Galifianakis. Uh, that might be okay. Mm-hmm. I was worried it was some shouty jerk like uh, Will Ferrell or something. Oh goodness! No, no. Okay. All right. Anything else? We really got to move on. That's uh, that's everything I got. Caitlin. 
I mean, I could talk about drugs all day, but I'm good. Sure. Just drugs. <laughs> drugs. You can't be more specific than that, so no. I don't think you could talk about it all day. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to Mudslide. A robbery is going down at some fancy Art Deco building in Gotham, and it understandably takes Batman a few minutes to show up, because, I mean, come on, that really doesn't narrow things down, like, at all. Once he arrives on the scene, he discovers a lot of disgusting brown goop, but thankfully it's just mud and not that other thing that disgusting brown goop could be. You know what I'm talking about. Excrement. This isn't excrement, it's the other one. Looks like Clayface is up to his old tricks. And if the goop wasn't a clue, the fact that he's taken to screaming out the name Clayface every 15 seconds like he's a Pokemon really helps. Clayface kicks the shit out of Batman, which is pretty consistent with his other appearances, and escapes with some component to build some mad science thing. Probably a weather dominator or a mass device or something. Wait, no. Ooh, Clayface has a girlfriend now, and she's trying to cure him of his disgusting affliction, (laughs) which is actually pretty sweet. She's already built a machine that can mold him into a man-sized Academy Award statue, so the obvious next step is a total cure. Unfortunately for them, Batman's got the best crime-fighting mind in Gotham on the case. No, not his own. I'm talking about Alfred and a stack of old movie magazines. Despite this tremendous support, Batman arrives just slightly too late at the size, site of Clayface's next job, which is stealing some MP3s? Wait, no, it's something called MP40, which is, I guess, like 37 better than MP3. Whatever, who cares? Just call it Cure Juice. It don't matter. None of this matters. <laughs> Batman chases him into the subway and confronts him, whereupon Clayface says this. You're dead meat, Batman. No room to dodge. I got you cold. Other way around, Hagen. Damn it, why would you give him a setup like that? Now he's definitely going to freeze you and punch you, which he does. But Matt, that mm-hmm. that's Clayface, not you, Matt, mm. gets away again, and now it's time to put the master plan into effect. You know, curing him. This medical procedure must cost a fortune, Batman says to Alfred upon discovering said master plan. Boy, healthcare in this country is just complete garbage. So then they have their big showdown in the scary science lab. The fight continues into the out-of-doors, to which Clayface's doctor girlfriend, no, not that one, says, You get back inside, mister, you're grounded! By which she means that he'll literally melt in the rain and become part of the actual ground. He shows her, though. Instead, he completely dissolves into the sea, where he'll be no Clayface at all. This episode ruled. Yeah, it was one of those just scary, gross, awesome... Mm -hmm. Clayface episodes. Scary, scary, gross, Matt's not allowed to watch this show anymore episodes. Uh-huh. There's some horrifying things that happen. Uh-huh. There really are. And this is actually, like, my good thing is, uh, like, we said this last time, but all the weird physical stuff that goes mm-hmm. into a Clayface appearance, like, the way he moves when he fights where his his face sort of twists around and becomes the other part of his body, and then his yeah. fist just sort of emerges from where his chest was, like, that kind of thing. The way he nearly suffocates Batman to death inside his own chest cavity. Mm-hmm. That bit in particular was so good. That's awesome. I love I love that shot of Batman's face coming out of his chest. Like yep. an alien. Back in. Yes. Yep. Oh, I was, awesome. I was thinking like in one of those uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, but that's a much better mm-hmm. that's a much better mm-hmm. comparison. I just watched Alien, and so like it reminds me ah. of like the dream scene when she at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie when she's like got the thing coming out of her thing, but she's just, yep. just a dream. That's what it made me mm-hmm. think of immediately, and I was like, Oh my god! Yep. I had a, then, I had a visceral reaction to that. It's mm-hmm. I mean, even if you don't have any frame of reference to what they're probably referencing, it's 
it's just creepy. Like mm-hmm. it might give you a visceral reaction anyway because it's it's intense. Ah, you're suffocating inside a dude. Uh huh. Well, it's like that. And shot not in a fun him, way. That shot of him swallowing Batman into his chest. Yeah. Yep. The whole it's thing. It's just so blah. Yeah. Start to finish. And him, then, him sending that tendril out, grabbing him in, and slowly mm-hmm. pulling him in. Oh, yep. it's intense. And once again, we got the A animation team. We got like the very good people animating this stuff. And at the end, where he's out in the rain and he's just sort of dissolving, like you can see him sort of gooping away with each drop of rain that yeah. hits him. It was animated with such care and it looks so gross and so cool. And then, then he just dissolves into the sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, all... This is getting into, into my good thing too. Like, okay. What do you got? I I love how fucking disgusting Clayface is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's this great wet slithering noise that he makes when he's ever, when he ever he's changing into something that's just revolting. It's like a yep. thing like, and the very plot that his body is just collapsing is so utterly horrific. Like, mm-hmm. like right at the beginning of the episode when like when Batman shows up and they start fighting and you're just watching little pieces of him drop off. It's so horrible. Well, there's a there's a sort of a goofy Cinderella moment where the, mm. the clock strikes 12 and he's got to leave. And it's oh, yeah. it's because his girlfriend's been giving him these like injections or treatments or whatever that ha- help him hold together. But it wore off like he can only stay together for like an hour mm. or something. So the, the, the bits where he, he, there's a part where he's like he's trying to escape and mm-hmm. Batman basically sort of jogs up next to him because like. <laughs> Yeah, Batman's used to, to high-speed pursuits, and this guy's just sort of lumbering. So, uh, what do I do here? He, he just sort of wanders up like, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Just gonna, he, gonna, gonna walk a few steps behind to make sure nothing falls off. You know, I can just... help you, buddy. Uh, mm-hmm. Smash. Yeah, he's, he's in that small category of people like, uh, like Two-Face, where every time he sees him, he's like, I can help you. Harvey. Uh-huh. We're friends. Mm-hmm. I love you, man. Mm-hmm. I, I love that he's like, I can still help you, Hagen. But also mm-hmm. later in the episode when his girlfriend's actually helping him, he's like, but not like this. Mm-hmm. Also, he could help him because the shit they steal is from Wayne Tech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, that's exactly how Batman would help you. Only no one would come and ruin it. They just do it normal. It's it's very it's very bitchy. Just like I could help you, but you have to ask. Uh huh. I'm well, going to need you to ask and also go to at least five therapy sessions. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me I'm pretty. Mm-hmm. I did twice. T- tell me again. No. No, it would be. the it, Well, it would have been at the end of the episode because that's how pacing works. But now mm. you fucked that all up. No. God, you're so ugly, Matt. No. <laughs> that's the thing I'm sensitive about. <laughs> but your hair is still beautiful. Yes. There we go. <laughs> but otherwise you're a real clay face uh. <laughs> ah but pre-accident where he's a handsome actor see ah. got it back clay's good for the face though so someday yeah. well that's i don't know caitlin if you've seen or if you remember the his origin episode but it starts with like a weird beauty treatment thing that goes horribly wrong so. no i don't i don't remember it and i was actually thinking i should go back and watch it because like it's a two-parter it just... and it's very good <laughs> mm. 
because <laughs> I can't get over how stupid he is. Like he's he's yeah. it's good stupid, but he's just mm-hmm. I like it. The the littlest things make me laugh about him. I just can't stop thinking about how he leaves like his little piles of clay behind and like thinking about his girlfriend like reconstituting mm-hmm. him. Like I found some more minerals to include mm-hmm. in your clay that match your original components. Yeah, could you, you know? could you maybe not slough off fifty percent of your body mass every time you leave the house? It's like, not I, easy to find this stuff. Yeah, man. fucking had, take it with you, man. I had to turn my hand into an axe to fight Batman. Well, stop doing that all That's the fine. time. Leave the axe attached if you're gonna do that. Come on, think. I know. Stop dropping out of windows. You know how much you lose when you fall out of a window? Yeah. Oh my god. And stop turning into a gun and then leaving the bullets behind. Right? Jeez. I'm sick of cleaning up after you everywhere. Get stickier. Also, talking about him being scary and, and all of that, um, we talked about this before. He's voiced by Ron Perlman, who's a mm-hmm. perfect choice, by the way. Yep. Um, but um, there was a thing. He he has this amazing, like, bellow, this, like, yeah. scream. And it made me, as a as a sound person, really sit up and take notice because it was like 90% Ron Perlman and just mm-hmm. a little bit of treatment on his voice. Like yeah. they let the performer do most of the work, but then they put just a little on there to sweeten it. And it was perfect. That's mm-hmm. like a masterclass in like, don't put so many dumb effects in there that you lose the performer. And it, it just really jumped out at me. I loved mm-hmm. it. Well, it's, um, I remember like, like in the last episode, like they didn't put any effects on him and it was always weird to me. Just a regular guy voice coming out uh, of that thing. I feel like he's he was still finding like you could you could easily kind of like uh, explain that like no prize explain that as just like sure. he hadn't he like because he really did hit calling himself Clayface real hard in this one. Oh yeah, I think he just sort of embraced the supervillain thing. So mm-hmm. like that's when he found the voice. That's when he like started using the name more. And and Caitlin, this kind of leads into your good thing. I am Clayface. <laughs> he has such a good, 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 evil laugh mm-hmm. yeah, in this episode. <laughs> well, and, and it feeds into the fact that he's an actor. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like he's deliberately hamming it up a little bit. Yeah. Like, on purpose. Yeah. I like that. It's the animation like goes so good with it, too. Like, um, mm-hmm. I really like his like his mouth and his teeth. Um, yeah they're just they're fun that, to watch they're expressive he's, and he's got that like bass mouth that goes yeah. all the way back to almost the back of his head yeah, yeah it's but like, not enough teeth to fill the mouth yeah uh-huh. yeah so it's almost like it's a uh what is this, the word the pumpkin that you carve words are hard jack- jack- yeah he looks yeah. like a jack-o'-lantern um mm-hmm. And, and like he's full of i could see that yep. like mm-hmm. malicious laughter like he has that mm-hmm. kind of i don't know that vibe it's really, mm-hmm. it's fun, and I love that. Just heavy-handed laughter yep. that is just so maniacal. Mm-hmm. And the big, no, and again, he's like, an actor. Big and yellow I think, teeth. And, mm-hmm. Like, he can, he can control, like, when he's in control, he can control how he looks. Like, mm-hmm. that's a deliberate choice. Just like you pointed out, he's got a nice, firm little butt. Because... Oh, yeah. An actor probably has to think about that, like, like, oh, my, my physical trainer's going to yell at me if my butt's not perfectly toned. So, like, subconsciously, he's giving himself a perfect clay butt because that's a thing he always has to worry about, you know. Totally. But on the other hand, he has an extremely low crotch. <laughs> yeah. It's well, mostly close-ups in this one, so yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. He does have but, a cute little clay butt, though. <laughs> but speaking of the acting thing, he hits that hard this time, like. Not in a funny way, like in the Harley Quinn series where he just hams it the fuck up, but like acting. 
he just says a bunch of dumb actor things like it's the final curtain, Batman, and I want to do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> I think he okay, says something about his own final curtain, one. too. He says something about a curtain yeah. twice. When he, like when he thinks when he's, he's dying. dying. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, We're going to call be, cut. It's going to be my curtain. Or it's curtains for me, Batman, because I'm about to become as thin as one. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like I I remember, but mm-hmm. there's some really corny stuff in here. Like you, you guys both pointed out, there was um, well they're they're talking about someone named Bates. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, he's like, yeah. well, he ran a motel, but then that closed. Oh boy. <laughs> and then what was the other one, Matt? No, they're they're both his girlfriend, Stella. Stella Bates. Oh, Stella. oh right. Yeah. Then there's the yeah. the uh, streetcar named Desire. Thing. It's just like uh, was it streetcar named Desire? Yeah, it is yeah, streetcar no, named Desire, okay. but and it's like goes hand in hand with his like own domestic violence too. It's a little too streetcar mm-hmm. for me. Like if you could I, be less also, of a DV perp, that'd be great. But mm-hmm. he's but he's supposed to be an intense, hard to be around actor like Marlon Brando, so that kind of tracks as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm also supposed to not like him, so you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's he's he, he's <laughs> he is kind the of bad a dick. guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was reading like. Uh, apparently this is like this is the last time we're going to see him unfortunately because oh, really because the animation's so good it's so hard to animate oh wow so he actually just dies at the end of this i you could read it that way i mean you know That's there's how it comics felt. yeah there, it yeah felt but there's comics now dirty. that that fill in the like the gaps like maybe there's mm-hmm. a story in between there but... yeah sure but i mean if you just watch the show like he's just he fucking disintegrated. I could be, but now that I think of it, maybe he shows up in the new Batman Avengers because I feel like they redesigned him. I don't know. I maybe we'll not. Find out. Yeah, I, I. But regardless, they didn't do a lot of Clayface stories. Was the point because mm. he's very hard to animate and it's very expensive. So like they like uh, why don't we do a penguin standing around in the room episode? How about right. that? <laughs> or we can just draw silhouettes. <laughs> yep, and maybe a bird or two. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I can definitely see where he would be complicated compared to others, um, especially oh, yeah, when he's that... interacting mm-hmm. and fighting oh, yeah. and he's not using weapons. He's making weapons with his. Well, that's the only interesting thing about him. Otherwise, he's just like your typical villain who's, yeah. whose power is also a curse kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a he's a bland character, but he get you get great fight scenes out of him. Yeah, we talked about this before. Like, I asked mm-hmm. you why he wasn't a, a bigger presence in the comics because he seems so cool. And you're just like, because on the page, it's not that interesting. Mm-hmm. You well, don't get this moving around. How many times can you have Batman fighting out of inside of him? You know, like... Uh, surprisingly a lot over uh, well, over 80 years. I know, I would, did... as- I would assume they would just keep doing that because it works, but... Well, in in Batman Beyond, uh, he, mm-hmm. has a, he has a... Um, uh, a villain who does sort of shapeshifty things, ink, but she's more liquidy. Mm-hmm. And every time they bring her back, she sort of discovers a new part of her powers and does something a little different. And like, that's kind of the way you do it is like, yeah, he's, oh, he's been practicing. Oh, he can also do this now, mm-hmm. you know, like then it's a, then it's a different thing, you know? Sure. But, I don't know. Um, Caitlin, what was your bad thing? Clayface is a fucking dick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's really mean, and he fucking punches out the TV that his girl's mm-hmm. watching just because mm-hmm. she's watching a fucking like romance movie, and she's like, "Well, she's watching one of his old movies." And yeah. True, like, but oh, she, I used, she's I like, used to be pretty like Matt, but she's now having I'm, some now fucking personal time though. Like she's having her okay. personal time by herself watching her fucking romance movie and he comes mm-hmm. in and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing? I'm gonna punch this TV." 
And she's like, I didn't think you'd be awake yet. I'm so sorry. I was doing my own thing on my own fucking time. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? Mind your own goddamn business, Clayface. (laughs) No, she calls him Matthew. 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 I just, Mm -hmm. I was so appalled by his behavior. Like, if you want to be a crime lord, go for it. You don't go punching out the TV while your girlfriend's watching her fucking rom-coms. On her own while you're taking a nap. She's just minding her own. I you didn't like, you didn't call for a cocktail. You were sleeping. I don't know. I, I feel was like you're, so mad. I feel like there's 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 a little more going on here and I don't wanna like it seems very personal. <laughs> I don't wanna get into it. But it seems like this struck a nerve with you is what I'm saying. Well, it's a very D V thing to do. It's a very domestic violence behavior. Mm. So like it is triggering to me in the sense of the work that I do. Uh, right. And so, like in that sense, my brain is like red flag, DV perp. Uh-huh. But um, what? Well, and that's what one of the things that made this show so good. It was like right. these writers were aware of those things and made their bad guys actually bad. Right. I just like my like in, a, in a way you would recognize. I like my cartoon bad guys to be nice to their girlfriends and mean. Well, you picked on a bad streets. week to be on the show. That yeah, no shit. <laughs> and unfortunately, the Joker's over there pushing Harley around, and Clayface is mm-hmm. over here pushing his doctor girlfriend around. And um, mm-hmm. I would like some more chivalrous bad guys. That's all I'm saying. I'm trying to think if any. Like in all of Batman's like bad guys, if there's any of them who treat their their penguin, well. uh, uh, penguin tried. Uh, that uh, half can, credit on that. You one. can be a murderer and still treat a lady right. You know, mm-hmm. I no, I'm with you, but I don't know that this show knows that. <laughs> no, they don't. They're like, how do we show someone's bad? Oh, let's make mm-hmm. let's make them hit a woman. When we get to Superman, Lex is always very kind to Mercy, as I recall. I always really like that relationship. Yep. And uh, that might be it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There I, might be some Injustice League. I don't remember. I think you're right. I can't think of anybody. But it's just one of those yeah. things that I guess, like, you never think about until you're older and have context for things that you never sure. thought oh, about. Oh, no. Before. I definitely <laughs> think about it now. You're not wrong. You know? And like, There's not a lot of women in the show at all. And then when they do show sure. up, a lot of times they're getting beat up by the bad guy. It's not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a prop or they're a victim. Yeah. I mean, she was, I, I get it. I kind of liked what her role was, but you're right. It's it's a little, you know, a little uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, I just wanted her, I, I wanted her to at least be treated well because she, um, she's so kind and like she's in love with him and she's yeah, she was she was the science consultant on one of his mm-hmm. movies so like she's got some medical knowledge like she's not a she's not a hollywood type she just happened to be on the set because she knew some medical stuff but like she's like a, a mad science genius so mm. yeah yeah and cool. she's trying really hard to help him and she saves his ass on more than one mm-hmm. occasion and anyway yep. just like don't be yeah, such a his actual dick. ass his, his cute freaking clay butt. ass Mm-hmm. She saves his clay butt, and he doesn't mm-hmm. even give her the clay butt appreciation that she deserves. That's true. So. Well, as Matt pointed out, though, she didn't give him a penis, so there is that. Not even the smallest of subpoenas. That is no. true. He, She could have given him a pretty big subpoena. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they keep it for when they're fooling around. Like That could be. And he just, like, detachable. for work. Yeah. I mean, that would be very handy, according like that to that song. song. Yeah. yeah. But, Matt, you, you had some problems with his... Uh, his overall look yeah oh man i don't like i hated his fucking oscar suit like oh i liked it 
Uh, he just looks like one of those weird wooden models that you use for posing when you're drawing. Like, it's boring, and I hate it. And every time it was on screen, I'm like, where's gross Clayface? Yeah, but that's the point, is he'll go from that boring, like, stable thing, and he'll slowly start melting. I like that. I like Our that there's a... Or like the Michelin Man. Yeah. <laughs> but but there's a there's a there's a moment where he holds it together and he looks almost human but mm-hmm. still a little weird and off and that's what I like about it is he's not completely back to normal like if he had been a guy who started melting that would have been okay but I like I like that he can't even have a normal body when he's like stable you know what I mean he's a he hot mess looks, yeah exactly he sure is <laughs> I I do like the the scene when he um shows up in his whatever Oscar's uniform in like mm-hmm. the door frame before he punches the TV and turns into his mm-hmm. super dick. He there's like a just like a moment of him in the doorway and he looks like super golden. He looks like C3PO. <laughs> well, there's a there's an android in uh Justice League called Amazo and drawn in this same style who looks very much like that. He's supposed to be golden and mm-hmm. he looks <laughs> almost just like Clayface in his Oscar outfit. <laughs> I think his structure too kind of like gives me a semi reminder of like the the vision and the oh, yeah. and the yeah, vision is such a calm that. character in comparison that like I don't know it's just kind of a funny visual representation yeah. of like oh you are that. so the opposite of the vision and you kind of have that same well, and I think that was intentional right now. maybe yeah. not maybe not the vision but I think that was like mm. they were intentionally trying to make it look like look he's calm and he's calm know, and controlled and versus but, the chaos of his normal physique yeah yeah, yeah. but. Nope, he is absolutely not. Chaos on the inside, baby. Mm-hmm. It remains. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. There's a very rude little girl on the subway. <laughs> She's so rude. Keep that girl's I love mouth that scene, shut. Though. Yeah, no, it is. But it's like Clayface stumbles in there and whatever his disguise he's in, I don't remember. And he's starting to melt. And she, Mommy, that man's covered in mud. Like... Don't don't say that so loud. Come on, you say the, the catty things quietly. Mommy, the that shot, person's melting. Mm-hmm. The shot where she starts falling apart and like mm-hmm. her face is just pressed against the mirror, like the the subway window. It's yep. so fucking disgusting. Yep, I love it. Uh huh. It's great. It's very very good. Mm-hmm. I am kind of amazed at the amount of violence that they get away with in this format, where um, you know, Clayface is just. A blob. Yeah. Because well, if he's made of dirt, you can do whatever you want to him. Yeah, like when, when Batman breaks out of his body, he like basically shoots his little grappling hook gun through his through Clayface's head. Oh, that mm-hmm. shot rules. So his head busts. Yep. Like you're looking at his head, and then his mm-hmm. head shoots out, and then you see the mm-hmm. thing go to the ceiling, and then Batman like busts out his head, and his yep, freaking like head's pinata. going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I mean, there's no blood and guts and brain bits, but it is so violent to look mm-hmm. at. It's yeah, amazing it what they can do just with that. No, that's an old cartoon trick is you make the bad guys robots or you make them made out of stone or something like something, something where, oh, they're not people. They can get their heads chopped off and it's fine. And they're yeah. like, hey, yeah, I mean, it was intense to watch. I was like, oh, my God. Like that whole scene was hard to watch for me because I was yeah. just like, Whoa. You're, you're a grown up. So imagine a child watching this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would have taken it the same way as a kid mm. as I take it now. Now it I'm, might. I don't, so I don't know. I'm desensitized to all this and I always have been. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. I think I'm more sensitive to stuff now than I have than I was as mm. a as a child. But that's because I've seen a lot of 
that's good. You're developing empathy. That's, that's <laughs> and an experience and seeing a lot of people who have really. Mr. Caitlin, I believe you're becoming more human every day. <laughs> been harmed. If you too want to become human, just go out and become a child protective services caseworker and you will be forever changed. I am glad people like you are in the world. I could not do it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I'm not Ooh. doing it anymore. So <laughs> that's why I can mostly sleep at night. Mm-hmm. but i mean like i think that probably gives a, co- a lot of context to like a lot of the things that i experience in the world oh, yeah, now so there's i mean i'm sure that kid caitlin was like ah, that's funny and then like current caitlin is like but but, but the poor clay face <laughs> oh well, he just dissolved into nothing in in the sea he's completely mm-hmm. dead now so, so that's I, fun. I bet he felt every molecule separate from his person yeah but it's and like an orgasm non-stop it. so it's fine. oh god that's I don't want to be a part of Clayface's orgasms. <laughs> well, no, because that's Stella's job. His that thing, that tendril thing he sent out to get Batman mm-hmm. looks like a big mm-hmm. old fucking chest dick. Looks like a uh-huh. like a dick that came out of his chest, wrapped well, he was around Batman, he, and pulled him inside. He was unhappy that she didn't give him a penis, so he made one for himself. I'll make my own. I'll make yep. my own, bitch. I've seen a dick. I know what they look like. <laughs> I had one once. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Yeah, it was Anything it was a, it was a dick, and it pulled Batman in. Yes, it was, and it scared me. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other things? All the rest uh, of my notes are about butts. Okay. One brief line where uh, Batman and Alfred are discussing why this woman is hooked up with uh, Clayface, mm-hmm. and Alfred goes, "Well, perhaps she likes mud baths." <laughs> yep. Also filthy. Mm-hmm. Not as filthy as small subpoena, but you know, almost. He makes he, a uh, he makes okay. a non dirty joke too. That is, it, it's stupid and silly, and it makes me laugh though. But it's I love Alfred. Oh my mm-hmm. god, I I love all the Alfred moments in this episode. Actually, yep. I can't believe I didn't even talk about him yet. But he he was so cute and uh bring bringing Batman tea and stuff, and Batman's all mm-hmm. like saying something about how he's um. Clayface is losing his integrity. His, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's talking about his body, and he's got this molecular structure thing. And then, you know, Alfred's all like, oh, "I don't think he ever had any." Yep. <laughs> and I, I just like I, it's. I, I it's, knew you were gonna make that joke, Alfred. I know it's such a, a joke. it's such a silly joke, and it just it gets me because it's Alfred, and he's cute, and he's Batman's mm-hmm. boyfriend, and I love it. <laughs> I love that take. I've never mm-hmm. heard that take on on Batman and Alfred before, but I'm. I'm I'm on board. Yeah, that's fine. I met yeah. a couple in real life that made me think of Batman and Alfred, and then like I think I I think that's when I saw it, and I was like, oh my god. I think the only sort of un like sort of uncomfortable thing for me there is I've always very much thought of him as like a father figure, and that's kind of like a gross abuse of power thing. But if you can get past <laughs> that, mm. no, see, I see it as more like a caretaker thing, like a okay. like a mm. like a daddy, like a sexy daddy thing, not like a father figure. But like, gotcha. I need a daddy. Mm. You know, okay. like at the club, you need a daddy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what you're talking about, but <laughs> if if that was an actual song you were singing, I do not know it. Uh, it was. I've danced to it. Okay. In my 20s, long ago. Oh, yes. They yes, you're so they, terribly they old. They weren't that long ago. <laughs> uh-huh. anyway. All right. Anything else? That's all, That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Uh, I had one, hey, it's that guy, which is a bit of a stretch. 
So Stella is played by a voice actor named Pat Music, who was just, she's one of those voice actors who's been in everything, like all, you've heard her in a million cartoons when you were a kid. Uh, but she is also Mae Whitman's mom, who played uh, Anne Veal on Arrested Development. So that that was kind of cool. Like oh, Mae nice. Whitman's been in a million other things also. Mm-hmm. She was in Scott Pilgrim. She's I, she's done a lot of stuff. But, yeah. Uh, Avatar. So, Avatar, really? Avatar: The Last Airbender. She's uh, Katara. I never. Oh, oh, <gasps> oh! Shit. Right. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Avatar: The Flying Mountain movie. Oh no! Fuck that movie. Yeah, I know. Last Airbender fuck is that the movie shit. to death. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all for this time. And Caitlin, yep. you already did your plugs, so we don't need to worry about that. We have been plugged. Next time, the final two pairs of, or the final pair of episodes of the first half of the the series. Mm-hmm. So. After next week, we are doing a mail show, and it would be great if you guys could write some emails, because right now we have about three to answer. We definitely need more than that to yes, fill please. an hour of show. Uh. Otherwise, it'll just be me telling Matt how pretty he is. Yay! I'll write you For a poem. No, if it's just me and you together, you're going to get uncomfortable real quick. I mean, true. Caitlin's a nice buffer here, but uh, <laughs> when it's just us, you're going to feel real weird. <laughs> I would have a good time just listening to you guys talk, but I, I appreciate that. But, I mean, you know, we try to have we try to have content. You could uh, have con- something, something to talk about. Yeah, that's uh, it that's just a thing I've picked up in the, in the time that I've been. <laughs> uh, but the the email address if you'd like to write to us is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail, mm-hmm. and our website is kidslovebatman.com. We are on Twitter at Algar at Robot Matt. Caitlin, do you want to give your Twitter? At Kate Landia. I will give it out because it's actually public now. Ah, very good. I'm never sure because some people have locked accounts and I'm completely cool with that. I just don't want to put you on the spot and say, tell people that they can't follow you. No, when Bob and I did the podcast, I I went public and I was like, the first fucking weird shit I get, it's going private. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) we're giving it a try. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. You're a woman on the internet. What could possibly go I'm a woman on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I talk about All boners right. a lot, so who knows? Yeah, that's true. You like, do. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. I get a lot of robots, sexy robots that follow me, probably because of my boner talk. Well, that'll happen. Mm-hmm. All right, so that is all for this time. Yeah, see you, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.